Hi, and welcome to Talk Over Coffee. I'm your host, Tanya. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me on my podcast. I hope you have your cup of coffee, tea, water, whatever refills your soul, because we are constantly pouring. So don't forget about yourself and pour back into yourself, whatever that is for you. And let's talk about all the things that nobody wants to talk about. So as we begin this new fall season and transitions and changes and all, all all the shifts start happening, right? Because as soon as fall hits, we know winter's right around the corner. I feel like it comes fast. And I love fall. I love fall for so many reasons. I love fall for the changes in the weather, the wardrobe, the scene of the leaves, the foliage, the colors. It's just such a beautiful time of the year here in the east and that's one thing I talked about this before that I loved because when I lived in Vegas we didn't have a lot of seasonal changes (laughs) it's desert weather like it's still kind of hot in September it's probably like 90s kind of warm perfect temperature I mean we would go trick-or-treating and it's just just like a long sleeve maybe even a t-shirt um maybe a light light sweater at night but like it doesn't drop the temperatures don't drop there in the fall like that coldest it gets is like 20 30 degrees we we did get snow once which was like mind-blowing and then it's just hot once you hit that summer spring spring it's windy very hot very very hot monsoon season we get the monsoons from the southwest area like arizona mexico comes up so i have missed i have missed the seasonal changes four seasons change it's a beautiful thing to experience i feel like not just for the weather and the environment but emotionally, mentally, you know, your, your your wardrobe, you feel better about yourself, maybe in the w- way you dress, maybe you're more comfortable. Like, I am a jeans kind of girl. I love wearing boots. I love wearing scarves and layers and, you know, warm, comfy sweaters and sweats and cozy and all the things, all the things that is fall. <laughs> I know some people love being in shorts and tanks and don't like clothes on their body or like wearing dresses. Me, I, that's what I like. So, hey, it's fitting for me, right? So everyone has a preference, but I prefer seeing four seasons change. And it's just so metaphorically amazing how the fall, like leaves fall, leaves change. And then you bloom in the spring and you're beautiful and fabulous all summer. And then fall again and it's time for a new change. And it's just pretty cool because you start to put that into perspective and it's like, really relative to to relationships and friendships and people and things because you look at leaves and you're like damn leaves just stick around for the season they they throw you shade and then they just blow with the wind as soon as that shit gets shifty the wind shifts and 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 the breeze changes and they're blowing away and they're gone you have branches branches stick around they're there they do what they got to do to help out the branches uh, the the leaves they stick around for a while and then boom, they're gone too because they could snap off and leave. So you think they're long-term relationships, friends, people, jobs, whatever, and then snaps off and changes. And then you have your roots that are strong and they give you life. And that's those few people that you have in your life, you know, keeping your circle small, whoever those people are, you got to hang on to them. They keep you humble, strong, connected, connected to yourself. But still, still, sometimes you got to change that too because there could be root rot. And and you don't want that. And you got to change the dirt maybe, the elements. 
around you are not well. Maybe you need to shift something within yourself. And then you grow to be healthier and healthier and healthier as a tree, right? So I feel like it's relative to us as people. There's that change. Maybe that's where I'm feeling the vibes of the fall because I'm loving it right now. I feel like I'm ready for this change, this transition. I am looking forward to a lot of things. And I am here for it. I'm here for it. And I hope you are too because I want to talk about our healing. How's everyone doing with healing? <laughs> Has anyone been working on like inner child trauma healing? I feel like I notice it more and more and more that I'm in the process and getting better. Like, yes, I'm 36 now and I've been a parent for 16 years. But, you know, some things take time because you have to mature. You have to grow up. You have to be aware of it. When you're in survival mode for a long time, you don't really have the time to think about how to better yourself as a person mentally and emotionally. You're just surviving, you know. And now that I am in a better state where I can take the time to look out after me and think about me and be aware of me and conscious of me, it feels good to know that I'm getting better. I feel like I definitely did get better even before now because I always wanted to be a better parent than what I was every day like I had my son at 20 so anytime I felt mom guilt or I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't right I always like had to pep talk myself like okay what did I do okay tomorrow I'm gonna do better I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that like I always wanted to be a better mom better version but again I didn't know I didn't know how it was all learning and honestly you really don't know until you become a parent and that's why they say kids are your biggest lesson. They're blessings because they teach you. And it's true. They teach you to slow down, think, be conscious, be emotionally intelligent of them, like emotions. You, you can see your child upset. You know as a mom when your child's upset. You know. And that's, I feel like, a connection that mothers have with their kids. And you just work on trying to heal them and make them feel better or whatever it is but that's part of our duties right we our job is to parent and teach our kids but sometimes we really project our anger our frustrations whether it's our day-to-day life or stresses inner child trauma past trauma and we carry that on and it sucks and we shouldn't we shouldn't period we shouldn't But you have to heal that. You have to figure out what's triggering you with your child. Or when you see that you are triggered, can you be conscious enough to step away and, like, gather yourself before you take anger out on your kid that does not deserve your anger? And I think that's even as a person. Like, do you let out your frustrations on people that don't deserve it? Probably. Maybe you need to take the time to just, like, be like, okay, no way you're that angry because you asked for no ketchup. And you got ketchup. There's no way. There's no way you're that pissed off. Like, come on. People make mistakes. Like, you're not perfect either. You make mistakes all the time. You just don't have the right people in your circle telling you. Okay? But you make mistakes. So being forgiving and people giving, pe- giving people grace is important too. And yes, I understand some things. You know, you, it's like, come on, that's your job. You should do it right. You don't want people making a mistake as a surgeon or something like that. But you get where I'm going with this. Like... No way you're mad because you went to someone's house and 
they decided to serve you pizza when they know they're supposed to know that you're on a diet or whatever the fuck. Like something so silly. It's like, shut the fuck up and just give people grace. Give people some grace. Okay. Not everything is about you or people are coming at you. Like if you feel that angry in life that you constantly feel like you have a lot of anger that you feel people are coming at you or for you. You got some healing. You got to work on yourself. People are not calculating how to come at you and hurt you and offend you. And it's like, no, the world does not revolve around you. Like, hold on, hold on, check yourself. It's not about you and your feelings. It's not about you. Some things is just like, this is just the circumstances. And you just came. Maybe it's not the right time for you to be there. Maybe you shouldn't just be a part of it. (laughs) How about that? So being a parent, you know, you have to constantly remember, like, are you really mad because they spilled some water? I don't think so. I think kids need to be kids, and they're going to make mistakes. That's part of life. We're adults, and we make mistakes all the time, all the time. We're still growing and evolving and learning as people and developing, and that's how you, you, you grow into a better version of yourself, right? Isn't that what we're all supposed to be working on every day, becoming a better version than what you were yesterday? Like, we're not maliciously out here trying to hurt people or attack people. You learn. And that's why communication is important. Communication is important, especially with the relationships you really care about. You're going to take the time to communicate because you want it to work. Because you care about how that other person feels. Or how you might have hurt that person. Because you yourself are not perfect, right? As much as we love to point the finger, we have to remember, hey... I'm not perfect either, so I know the same way I'm asking this person to take accountability or to apologize or whatever it is, there's going to come a time where I have to do the same for others because I am not perfect. So when you're parenting as, as much as like, how do I tell you? It's emotional, it's mental, and... As, as they get older, as my kids are getting older, I'm realizing more and more and more and more. It's like definitely more mental, emotional. It takes a toll on me. And I'm finding myself, I need like time to myself. or I need a recharge or I have to like step away or because the life is hard right now. And I've been a parent since I was 19. I got pregnant. Yes, I'm already a parent because I already had to make decisions and sacrifices at 19 while pregnant for the sake of my child. So, yes. And I was a parent during the first recession, 2008, 2009. Living in Vegas, it took a huge hit. Economically, we were hand-in-hand with Florida. So if you were on the East, you probably heard more about Florida. But Nevada was just as bad. And it was very hard for us. So living through that with a kid, I feel like, Okay, I've already experienced this. I got to do what I got to do so I don't ever have to feel like this again. And that was always my goal because even growing up, I was never, I never felt financially secure because I had to work and buy my own things and be independent. And at a very young age, you're talking, what, 14, 15, I'm saving up my own money to go buy clothes and things and working. I worked six days a week in high school. Just to, 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 to pay bills, to help my mother pay bills. So, yeah, 
Because when I got those checks, those itty bitty checks of working all those days, I had to give her some of that. It wasn't all mine, you know. So I was already becoming a young adult at that point. Besides living in another country. Yeah, I lived in another country by myself without a parent, without knowing people. That's another story. (laughs) Where was I going with this? Anyways, the point is that I didn't have financial security. Because I always had to work and take care of myself. So I'm already used to like paycheck to paycheck. How are you going to make it next month? How are you going to make it next week? Do you have food to eat? I've been through that. So when I had my son and he was two, going on two, and that hit. I was like, yo, what am I going to do now so I never have to experience this again? And now here we are in a pandemic. And yes, it's hard. And yes jobs and we moved we moved during the pandemic and we shifted a lot but I felt like it was more for our mental health than anything and two I was afraid of the Vegas economic status even though I'm not a pro but from my experience I was like I'm not going through this here again and watching the houses crack no so I left that's why that's another reason to leave for us That was hard with three kids. That was really hard. Really hard because the state of the world, pandemic, quarantine, you don't know what's going on. Now we're in a new city, new life, new everything. No, 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 no. Not just for me and my husband, like Jimmy, but for the kids too. So it's like, as a mom, I have to be the rock and make sure taking this decision into consideration for everybody, I have to watch everyone's mental health, including mine. Because it's a huge transition. Nonetheless, the point is that economically, I knew I wanted to be better and I didn't want to go through that again. So as I evolve as a person in situations like that, I've learned that I don't want to carry my past into my present, you know, but I learned from it and you grow from it and you try to make better decisions from it. But when you're stuck in the past and when you're stuck on an anger or when you're stuck on an emotion or when you're 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 seeking like uh, a validation for something or you don't want to work on yourself or or make an effort. You want to bring that on into your kids and you're never going to break a cycle because now you're carrying on what happens between you and your parents and now you're going to bring it into you and your kids. And that's not healthy. So. Watch for those triggers. Watch what it is that triggers you. Especially, I can speak for women. We definitely give ourselves a lot of credit because we we feel like we handle multitasking very well. Some of us more than others. But they say no human can really handle multitasking. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I feel like when you do it all the time, you kind of get good at it. I don't know. Whatever professionals you let me know (laughs) but woman we pack 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 on on our on our day we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and then it comes to the last straw and you're losing your shit because now you're triggered now you're angry now you're frustrated because you're like oh my god can't you see what i'm doing so you kind of have to learn your limit you have to know when to say no or that's enough or you know what please i don't have the patience And to be honest, I do that with my kids. When I see I've had a day with them, especially, like I said, during the summer, they stayed home with me. 
So it was a lot of time together, a lot of time together. And, uh, <laughs> you know, good times, good times, good times. So, you know, you know what? I'm grateful to have that opportunity to, to have that with them because since I had Alina, I was pregnant. I was never stay at home. So I've been working since, again, my third child, pregnant with my third. Yes. So this is the first time I'm home with my three. And I love it and appreciate it. I feel like I'm absorbing, I'm more present. And that's important. But I had to always tell them, like, guys, my patience is not very high right now. So please, whatever you're doing, because I don't want to, I'm going to lose it. Like, I give them a warning, but it's a warning where I'm speaking out loud. So that way I know myself. Maybe I need to say it out loud. Maybe I need to walk away. Maybe I need to go outside. Maybe I need a breather. Maybe I need to go to the bathroom, lock myself in the bathroom. But they still follow me to the bathroom. It literally, my daughter will, as soon as that bathroom door closes, Mom, are you in the bathroom? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, just, I'm in here. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> so I, when I say it a lot, I feel like it reminds me to like, okay, your patience is thin, bitch. Calm down. Maybe don't do the next task. Maybe sit down and zone out on your phone. I don't know, something. But I communicate that with them. And that's so important because they're human. They are people. Our kids are people. They understand. They comprehend more than you think. And even if you think they don't, then you should. So you could start teaching them to comprehend. So they have emotional awareness and intelligence for other people. So they could be like, okay, well, mom's like that. Because if you're not teaching them that, how do you expect them to, when they get older, to know their limit with you or to be understanding of you if you never explained it or communicated it, right? So everything you're raising your kids to be, as they get older, it's just going to bloom into that. So again, back to breaking cycles, back to breaking our trauma, whatever you were taught as a kid that you realize that you don't like, you have to put the work into yourself. So you're projecting those positive things into your child because they're going to, it's going to come back to you and you're going to have to undo that because the hardest lesson is when your kid comes and tells you, mom, I don't like it when you're this and this and this, or mom, you know what? You're very, but, but, but. When they start forming opinions about you, you're not going to be happy. You are not going to be happy. It's going to hurt. And that's something that you have to be mentally and emotionally prepared for. Because, again, we are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. Everybody has a mistake. So as much as, again, we're going to hold people accountable, we're going to hold our kids accountable for when they're wrong, they're going to turn around and hold you accountable too. So you have to be prepared for that. Remember, when you have one finger pointing, you're going to have two pointing back at you. So do not think for a second that as much as you're like, validate my feelings because I'm the parent and I'm right and we hold this power over our kids. I feel like I don't like holding that power. I'm the mom, so you have to like, yeah, maybe I do sometimes say that. But I never want to make my kids feel like I'm this superior power that they have to be afraid of and, you know, like, no. I want them to always respect me. But I also want them to be, feel, like, feel comfortable enough to come and talk to me. Like, Mom, why are you yelling at me? And believe it or not, when those little voices come and tell me that, that right there stops me in my tracks and I know how to check myself. When I see my kids' faces change, 
in their emotions because I'm maybe yelling too hard, that's when I'm like, oh shit, I need to shut the fuck up, you know, because I have to be emotionally intelligent of their feelings and I have to stop. And sometimes that's the reminder, you know, you could see their feelings getting hurt and you don't want to hurt your kids. You're not trying to hurt them. Maybe I'm frustrated, maybe because I've told them like 700 times, don't leave your shoes there. But my intention is not to hurt them. I'm trying to teach them good habits, right? So it's very important to work on your inner child trauma. Maybe you need therapy. Maybe you need to heal from whatever your past is, whatever your inner child is, whatever your bad habits are. Because you don't want to project that into your kid. Because now you're going to start getting triggered and they're going to retaliate eventually against you for that. And now they're going to have to work on breaking your cycle that you pass on to them. And then you're going to get pissed off when they're in their 20s treating you the way you treated them. And it's not going to be happy. It's not going to be happy. It's not going to be a happy Thanksgiving. I'm just saying. Like, they're not going to want to come home. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know that. But you get what I'm saying. We're, we're wanting more and better and healthier for our kids than what we had. And that is why I love our millennial generation where we're all like, connecting and talking and bonding with our kids because we realize it's a lot more mental and emotional where think about it like who's having eight and nine kids nowadays like our parents generations were having you know oh my mom has 13 brothers and sisters or oh my grandma had 15 kids that don't happen no more now because we realize a it's expensive living in this country b we realize we want to raise healthier human beings see women have more of a say of yes I want kids or no I don't and d we want a more united front with our family whatever that is whether it's just you and your spouse or you with your kids so even if you have one or none it's okay because at the end of the day you're trying to build a healthier unit for yourself whatever that means to you so I'm gonna leave that there because you know this full transition got me thinking about a lot of things so (laughs) please leave me reviews let me know what you think you know where my socials are it's all listed in the description and thank you again for listening to my podcast i'll see you hear you we'll talk on the next one bye